And welcome back to Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media. I'm Jake Duesenberg, your host. Joining me, as always, are the political junkies. First of all, William Beck, Mr. Straightlaced himself. How are you doing there, William? Hey, good to be here. Good to be on set. I'm glad I wasn't the one kicked back to the control room this time. Yes, that's right, because he's alluding to Mega Jesse, who's been demoted <laughs> to the control room or promoted. Oh, he's not even in the view. There he is. He just kind of. Like his hat. He'll be on set a little later because we got an important guest. Also, reading your comments, let us know where you're watching from, especially if you're in Sherburne County. Uh, if you want to send a rumble rant, you go right to the top. And uh, that's Bridget Williams. Bridget, how you doing? Doing excellent. And we already have a couple people here. Good. Bad Hat, Dober Dan, and Tucker. So hi, guys. Wouldn't be a show without those guys, right? I know, it's Every true. Every time. <laughs> you guys will be very interested in our guest here. Sarah, I didn't even forget. I forgot to ask how to pronounce your last name. Is it Fogues? Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> no, it's, it's French-Canadian. You, you can do whatever you want. Well, now that I know that your husband's from Canada, <laughs> yes. how uh, do you pronounce the name? Forgs. Forgs. Yeah. Oh, I probably should have been able to get that. It's Sarah, okay. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Yeah. I mean, kind of sucks to have you here for this yeah. reason. We have mutual friends. I didn't know that before know. actually talking to you the first time this morning, but you got a really interesting story, or I should say your son's got an interesting story, but as I was talking to you on the phone, you could just hear the passion in your voice, how much it matters to you because you're a mother and you don't want to see your son going to prison for an obscure 2A law. Like, I'm a big Second Amendment guy. I'm a big gun owner, and I didn't even know this was against Minnesota statute, and we're going to get into why this is in Minnesota law, who passed it, you'll, you'll be interested in that. But first of all, Sarah, tell us what is going on here with your son. So my son Walker um, in May of 2022 um, was target shooting with a friend in Sherburne County on private property and there was a complaint from a neighbor and um, which eventually led uh, deputies to um, come out to the property and um, asked to come onto the property to just inspect where the boys were shooting, um, make sure everything was, you know, no negligence or anything. Clearly, could demonstrate that, you know. And I apologize, I'm like not a gun person, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna need you guys That's to like okay. create a visual with what I'm trying to say. Well, first of all, you're talking about Sherburne County, private property, guys yeah. shooting firearms. I'm almost wondering why the. Cops even came out there. That's a normal activity. <laughs> That's right? just a Tuesday. That's a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And literally, I know this because I've shot in Sherburne County. Yeah. Like, that is yeah. not a rarity. No. So um, don't, don't worry about not being a gun person. Yes. I get it. But it was, you know, lots of land, 40 acres. There were targets and you know, everything was good. So um, at some point, and I don't know exactly when, and I apologize, the uh, after, after determining, well, guys, it looks like everything is good here. Um, he at the deputy asked to just see what they were firing mm -hmm. and it was at this point that walker um understanding federal law and uh, regarding privately made firearms and um understanding that minnesota had no uh, uh um, excuse me laws restricting privately made firearms right. as a simple google search would let you determine that right um showed him and, and, and at this point, the sheriff's deputy is not hostile towards him. I mean, he's no. been called out there because there's yep. possibly some something going on there. People yeah. are uh, inappropriately shooting firearms. They find out that's not the case. There's Correct. a range here. They're shooting at targets. Yep. So not hostile, not but hostile. just maybe friendly asking, hey, what are you shooting here? I think that is actually the like the tenor of the 
okay. inquiry to look at the firearms. And but you would understand. I mean, I, I, if I was yeah. talking to somebody, I'd probably be curious. Hey, what, what do you got there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Walker wanting and, you know, his friend wanting to obviously be, you know, respectful and compliant and, you know, being members of the community. We have, you know, our high school uses the Sherburne County Sheriff's Office for its liaison officers. Walker's mm-hmm. very comfortable around law enforcement. Was like, yeah, I'll show you what I got. And and I will say, as a 20-year-old, I think he was even just, like, a little proud of, like, oh, what sure, he yeah. had made, you know. Um, and so he showed him, and he's, you know, um, took it apart, I guess, to, I don't know, I don't know why. And then determined that there was no serial number and informed Walker that this was against the law, at which point Walker cited federal law and, um, you know, assured him, I, I made these and they're not required to have a serial number. Well, what do you mean you made them? And he went through the process. It was a lower 80. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he said, I'm pretty sure these are still legal. I'd like to get another officer out here. Um, the second officer, um, from my understanding, from conversations with Walker, was a bit more. He was ready to arrest him. Wow. Yeah. Um, he so was, for just a firearm, any of us could be shooting mm-hmm. an AR-15 style firearm, mm-hmm. um, not shooting it inappropriately, not hostile towards anyone, shooting at targets mm-hmm. like all of us have done many times, but because it's made by him, doesn't carry a serial number, they're getting hostile and ready to arrest a young man and basically ruin his life. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And he actually... He actually hid it from me for like six weeks because he thought it would go away. And he was like terrified to tell me. Oh, yeah, I bet. And so all of a sudden he's like, I, I'm, I'm waiting for something in the mail. Can I get the mail? What time does the mail come? Mm. You know, all this kind of. And then that is how we actually found out that he was officially charged. Um, so from from the time and did they detain him for just a little bit of period? It's like, a couple hours. It was, yeah, it was a couple hours on the property. So detained against his will. He couldn't leave. My understanding, and I, you know, I, with, please understand, this is just my understanding, is that there was a feeling on Walker's behalf, even when he was ready, because when the deputy had come out, they were done shooting. Walker was in his vehicle getting ready to leave. Everything were in its cases. And, and he was getting ready and noticed that a deputy was essentially pulled up on the road no lights on and just kind of sitting there. So, you know, he's just kind of waiting, like, well, what do I do? Do I go out? Like, what's going on? And uh, I I believe at some point, at least the first or the second, almost kind of blocked in the driveway. So there was at no point Walker could have left. Mm. And after the point that the deputy, the initial deputy had determined that there was no negligence or anything like that, asking to see the firearms, I mean, there was no probable cause. There was no, there was no, nobody was going to be arrested. There was nothing that, you know, he, I believe he probably could have said, you know, am I being charged with something? No, then no, I would, you know, prefer you not look at my firearms, which he's just not going to do. He's a 20 year old. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's sad, but that's kind of what you have to do these days. You know, (laughs) you'd like to think everyone in law enforcement is on your side. You're a good citizen. But this is the exact reason why a lot of people say you don't talk to them ever unless you have a lawyer because right. of this very incident. Yeah. And I feel so bad because what, what has your son done? Right. Well, it just proves how responsible they is. That he's willing to talk to the officers, yeah. show them the firearms, do all that to try to. Exactly. Yeah. So um, did they confiscate the firearms that they did. day? They did that day. 
They took the firearms. And so he's never had possession of these firearms since then? Correct. None. I mean, shall not be infringed. I mean, I guess. That's mm-hmm. taking the guns yeah. before due process. Of course, right? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So basically from the day that he's detained temporarily and then he is, his, his firearms are confiscated, it's six weeks until he hears anything from the courts? Yeah, it's, um, and he tried calling the, de- you know, sh- calling the county to just try to get information. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Walker and his dad have a uh, an acquaintance, but a personal acquaintance relationship with the sheriff um, going back to when he was initially elected as sheriff to Sherburne County. His dad and myself actually at, at the time worked very closely with mm-hmm. him to get him elected. And so Walker and his father reached out to the sheriff on his cell phone and was like, this has happened, you know, and he just, well, it's the law, it's the law. And we're like, what law are you talking about? Right. L- uh, let's talk about this law here. Okay. Do we? Can you pull up the Action for Liberty article, Dawson? You can go to actionforliberty.com. We just posted this mm-hmm. article, and we'll definitely follow it up. Um, and there's a picture of your son, Walker. Um, it was a baseball player, by the way. Uh, plays am- Still plays amateur baseball, right? He does. Yeah. Mechanic, also going to school, graduating in July. Um, works as a Ford mechanic. Correct. So yes. I know we're taking my F-150s now. <laughs> uh, F-150s is if there's a plural <laughs> F-150. What are they? Okay, a couple Raptors in the garage, you know, uh, with all. With all that wealth that we've gotten from uh, doing the truth hurts, I guess. There you go. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll have a bunch of Raptors in the garage. That's probably his dream truck, isn't it? You have no idea, do you? I it think is. it's I guarantee it is. It's somewhere on the list. <laughs> He's a Ford mechanic. I, he I, drives trucks. He wants a Raptor. I, there, he cannot bring any more vehicles home. Like, we're no more, no more alone donor cars and parts. And hey, does <laughs> do all of his vehicles have a VIN number on them though? Yes. Okay, good, because that's uh, another state statute. Yes. We have a question um, from Dover Dan. He says, did they take all of his firearms or just the one that he made? Two, right? He had two, and they were all that, I believe that is all that he had with him. Yeah, that's a good question. Scroll down here. We have the the actual bill. So it's 609-665. Go ahead and click on that link there. Uh, 667. 667? Yes. Oh, it is oh. 667. We yep. just typed it wrong in the article. Okay, so the link is still good, even if yes. it says 665 yes. on there. Um, what they're saying um, is that, so, and we'll get into a little later in the show, how this became law. I need to pull this up on my uh, computer because I can't barely read that screen. But essentially, it's on the uh, third part of that um, that they're trying to prosecute him on. Is that correct? Yes, Yep, 609.667. Okay, so 609.667, and it says, whoever commits any of the following acts may be sentenced to imprisonment for not more than five years or to payment of a fine of not more than $10,000 or both. And number three is, receives or possesses a firearm that is not identified by a serial number. And then it further says, it's using the section serial number on other identification means the serial number and other information required under United States Code Title 26 Section 5842 for the identification of a firearm. Did you guys know that was on the books in Minnesota? Did you know that? Because that's not against no. federal law. Did no. you know that? No, we didn't. And even... I was actually talking to the audience, but... Oh, sorry. Obviously, you didn't know it. <laughs> Cross that one off, too, that you didn't know that. But obviously, you didn't know it. Your, your son called the ATF 
ahead yeah. of building these firearms to check to see if it was against federal law, right? Because I didn't know anything. I don't know nothing about nothing about guns. And when he told me this, I was like, mm, I don't know about this, Waki. Let's, you know. So he even did his due diligence and just to make sure and called and spoke with somebody at the St. Paul ETF office. And they were very deliberate in saying, where we only speak to federal law, you are covered under federal law, but it is um, not to our knowledge that there are any laws in Minnesota restricting privately made firearms. Mm -hmm. So, and I actually and called- And you would think that'd be the expert. Yes, and I actually called them as well and received a call back after I found out about, when he finally told me, and was told, I mean, almost exactly the same thing. So he gets this thing in the mail from the courts, and is that when he so came he, clean? No, he actually got a letter in the mail from an ambulance chaser that I found saying, Walker, I see that you've been charged with two felonies in Sherburne County. Uh, and, you know, so then it's the conversation comes up. And, and then it was, I had money, you know, in savings for a second year of college. And I'm like, all right, let's, like, you know, walk me through this. Yeah. Explain it to me. Started doing my own research. And yeah, so, yeah. I mean, like, what's going through your head? Like, right away, it's a felony, so you assume that there's possibly prison behind this. And Oh, I was, oh, freaking out. I was, I was so convinced that he had done something wrong that he wasn't telling me because I'm like, there's no way this is happening. Right, because it seems actually so, so obscure. How could this be the thing that would throw him in prison, right? Right. He's hiding something, right? Right. And then you see exactly the charges, the, and that's all it is. But if you do a simple internet search, I mean, just make it as basic, are, you know, private, privately made firearms Minnesota, or, you know, the slang term for them, if mm -hmm. you want to, you will see that they're even the most anti-gun groups have a list. Wikipedia will tell you. That there's no restrictions. And the most, you know, liberal anti-gun websites list states with restrictions on the books and Minnesota is not listed. Furthermore, they go on to say that Minnesota, around the topic of ghost guns, has no, I know it's like a dirty word. No, it's not, not around here. <laughs> okay, well, I just think it's, I think it's nonsense. And in this case, you know, like, yes, it's, uh, that there's, um, no restrictions in Minnesota. Yeah, it's I, funny. It's funny you mention that because you know, obviously, we, we were chasing down this story here. Uh, th thank you to a lot of our fans sending this to us, Twitter and stuff. So William started hunting down the story. You were really quick to uh, get yeah. back to him. So I chatted yeah. with you the first time in my life yeah. at like ten this morning. Yeah. And um, so you know, obviously, we got to validate the story because there's a journalistic standard here and. That's how I found out we had some mutual friends who spoke very highly of you. And uh, and then we looked up um, Giffords. What, what's the yeah. Giffords organization? Yep. Gabby Giffords, yeah. a yep. huge anti-gun person. It was the they, first result that came up. Yeah, exactly. they acknowledged that this isn't against the law. It is a mis... I am shocked a deputy even knew this. Like, it's so bizarre. It's something's fishy about it. In fact, let's, let's move on to the storyline here. So... Obviously, you find out about it. Walkie, as you call him, comes clean. Yeah. Um, and then mom's on my side because I need a legal team at this point. Yep. Um, what happened from that point? Because eventually you're going to be in front of the county attorney 
And uh, I don't want to get ahead of the story, but there's yeah. a very interesting thing that they offered and then revoked. So we hired a um, private uh, attorney, um, yeah. well-respected and well-known in the criminal um, defense and especially in Second Amendment issues. Um, Walker had reached out to him initially uh, in June. Um, and he was just like, what? No way. No way. There's no way this happened. Mm -hmm. So he had already initiated contact with them. So that's who we went with. Um, he had his initial hearing in August where um, uh, the judge at that point, you know, noticed like, OK, well, you so this guy's been charged with a felony and we don't have any fingerprints. We've got nothing on him. We should probably do those basic things. So that was the extent of that hearing. The next hearing we had was a contested omnibus hearing where we were going to fight the charges as unconstitutional mm -hmm. and then um, ask for dismissal, you know, for lack of probable cause. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the middle of that, the judge that he had initially had assigned to him resigned abruptly. I mean, to the point where like Walker and I showed up for court and there was no judge. And we were told by the um, like court administrator that she had resigned on the weekend before the couple of days prior and that it would be continued so um he was reassigned to a, a and you don't have an explanation for that we do not she was set to retire sometime by the end of the year hmm. i don't under i don't know and not okay. just like not like i don't want to take this case like she resigned from the bench oh okay like she was done like, All right, so you don't think it has anything to do with this case? It's just kind I, of a coincidence she, then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Unfortunate for you guys. Yeah. Okay, so a new judge gets assigned then. And he was a senior judge, meaning that my understanding is he came out of retirement essentially to help during the pandemic with, you know, the backlog of cases. Um, but he was uh, getting ready to go back into retirement when he – um, was given Walker's case. We did not have any in-person hearings. We initially had, I believe, like an hour scheduled for an in-person contested omnibus hearing. Walker's attorney um, was prepared to bring in um, gun experts on, you know, unserialized firearms. Mm -hmm. Now, understand that an unserialized firearm is not necessarily uh, pertaining to privately made ones. Firearms prior to 1968, when they were... Um, that was when they were required to have serial numbers are not are allowed to are still legal mm -hmm. and so if you have i mean this is a hunting state yeah so you got to assume that there's a lot of people here who have you know great grandpa's rifle deer rifle in their collection and if it was pre-1968 I'm, I'm not gonna make a comment here okay go on if it was pre-1968 <laughs> i mean if People want to go check and just if they're curious, there's a good chance that they are in possession of a firearm that has been in their family that does not have a serial number. And based on what the state is trying to do, it is a felony to be in possession of it. I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't want to say something that I could, I'm thinking of right now, but I'm sure a lot of you guys at home are thinking the same thing. That is absolutely asinine. You know, I think even in the case of, building a new firearm to, to require that because I mean the second amendment says shall not be infringed you cannot mm -hmm. infringe on a person's right to keep and bear arms that's the big infringement but let alone a weapon that's been or a firearm that's been passed on for years it's just utterly stupid and that's 
that's the law. That's apparently on the books that none of us knew about. Right. Okay, so let's talk about this judge. Um, we're we're in we're at court here. Um, continue on. Yeah. So <laughs> we had a contested omnibus hearing. That instead of being an hour long in person, it was a seven minute Zoom meeting, and then everything was to be emailed by the defense and the prosecution mm -hmm. to the judge to review. So obviously, you know, that was it. And he disagreed with our um, argument and did not dismiss the charges and then went back into retirement. And so now Walker is on his third judge mm. who was appointed in February to fill the vacancy of the initial judge that had resigned. And so in the process of that, given the nature of um, the election results and just the, you know, we really began to argue with, uh, began to consider um, taking the plea that had been initially. Um, Wait, so when you're saying election results, what are you referring to? County election results? Just, no, the state. Okay. Yeah, cause, because initially. Because it's become more anti-gun in Minnesota? It, and yes. Okay. And if there was any hopes of cleaning up this statute. Yeah. To... I, I truly believe that the intention was to just basically back up the federal statute on which guns should not, which guns require serial numbers, right? And we all know that. If it had one, you can't take it off. Mm -hmm. um, it was just poorly worded, and I believe, it's my belief that it is now being used as a clever way to essentially go after all unserialized firearms. I love how you don't attribute malice to uh, these politicians because this is 1994. This is the same year that they passed yes. the gun ban, the Clinton gun ban. Right. So I would attribute great malice in what they were up to in 1994. Well, this it was passed in 1994. Technology has changed, and it hasn't really become an issue statewide until now. Right. I, I don't believe that that was the intention. That's what I'm saying. I see what you're saying, yeah. You know, this yeah, doesn't... they certainly didn't have the foresight to see... Uh, ghost guns <laughs> right but um so he was or this explosion because essentially yeah. when the clinton gun ban expired then you have a lot of people that are buying these i mean i did in 2004 like right away but i bought an ar-15 and unfortunately with that boat crash you know it's at the bottom of the lake now but uh but i did buy that you know after uh that gun ban expired also first thing i did at 21 was buy a handgun because i could do it yeah that's how much of a gun guy I am, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so you you mentioned a plea deal. Let's talk about that. What was the plea deal? Yes. And again, this is just my understanding, not fully, you know, being able to interpret legal jargon. But um, he was initially right away, like right out the gate, was offered a plea, um, drop one charge, plea guilty, to, uh, gross misdemeanor to one charge, two weeks in jail, which was silly, but Okay. Um, 200 hours. Oh, I didn't think you said that to me before. So he'd actually spend some time in jail. Then. No, no, that was the initial plea. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, gotcha. sorry. Right. The initial plea was gross misdemeanor, some community service, some jail time, um, take a firearms class, which... Which he's a hunter. Hmm. He's probably taking that, right? Right. Gosh. Right. Wow. Uh, and so we just were like, no, we're not going to take that. This is going to get this will get dropped yeah. we'll we'll play it out and we'll it'll get dropped so when it did not get dismissed and we were looking at our next options which were try 
excuse me, trial, um, we revisited the plea agreement. Mm-hmm. At which point the prosecutor amended her plea agreement. Who's to the prosecutor s- in this case? Jennifer Clemens. Okay, Jennifer Clemens. I, I think so. Sherburn County Attorney's Office. Correct. Okay. Yep. Um, she said, okay, well, you know, we'll get rid of the jail time. Again, gross misdemeanor. 100 hours community service. We went we went back and forth to the point where like Walker was even like, do you think I can like coach youth baseball as community service? She's like, I don't care what you do. Like there was dialogue back mm-hmm. and forth and it was very clear that this was going to be a gross misdemeanor, which even not even not that has implications for our family, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. Still pretty crazy because we still did not believe that the law was clear and that he had you know, violated the law, but what other options did we have? Do you have? want to mention why it's got complications for your family? Yeah. So my husband is Canadian. So we, we won't hold that against him here. <laughs> well, actually, maybe we shouldn't because he escaped Trudeau and uh, came to America. So. Yeah. Props to him. Yeah. So, is well, he a trucker, by the way? We like tr- Canadian he, truckers. <laughs> he was a freak like, when he was younger, yes. Um, but we actually, uh, I still reside here. I have a home, you know, in Becker, and then we have a home in Ontario, a little a little farm that we're um, restoring. And so we actually maintain separate residency, mm-hmm. and then I go back and forth, and we'll just continue to be here because my kids are here, and we'll I'll see them, you know, my youngest will be a junior. Um, and then hopefully they don't fail to launch, although mm-hmm. Walker's staying at home with me. I'm starting to worry. I know, I gave you crap. I know. That. <laughs> um, is that 18? I'm booting my kids out of that house. I thought that was watch, the plan. Watch how this works out for me. Everyone's going to laugh. We'll no, <laughs> I was the same way. And then I was like, yeah. but you don't want to just stay with me forever? <laughs> um, so uh, so we go back and forth. And um, prior to this, Walker hadn't been up to, uh, none of my kids have been up to Canada um, because of the pandemic and um, not having the vaccine. I was initially not allowed into Canada for eight months and then I got the vaccine. I'm like, I don't care what you do. I'll, I don't care what I need to do. I'm gonna, you know, yeah. go see my husband. But this is, there's no way he'll get into the country. And he's got step siblings there. He's got grandparents there. He's got aunts and uncles and, and there. And is it the rule that, cause he's a felon or are you just saying pending felony As charges? long as he's charged. So I, I checked with CBSA, which Canadian border services and he cannot even approach the border with the charge he would be turned away and should he try again he would be facing a potential ban so we're not even going to try it so you're saying just him being currently charged correct right cannot get now if he's actually formally charged and convicted then Uh, i guess i don't even know he'll never step foot in canada there's no way around huge ramifications for your family correct interesting stuff yep um Gross misdemeanor, it sounds like there's some gray area then behind that one. So, you know, and even him taking the gross misdemeanor, it's something that down the road, it's kind of like, like you can't even get into Canada if you have a DUI. There's like restrictions. So Canada is very strict, but I even told him, I'm like, just take it. I'll work it out. You know, if it Mm -hmm. keeps you, if this keeps you out of jail, take the gross misdemeanor. Don't worry about, you know, me and Mm -hmm. Canada will do it. So he accepted the plea, signed it. So again, this was not something that we proposed. This was the prosecution's plea offer to us. And he signed it and even went so far as to begin the um, pre-sentencing investigation. He spoke with people at the Sherburne County, like um, uh, 
just you know making sure like okay what are we gonna mm-hmm. what kind of probation and stuff are you gonna do and heard nothing and nothing and nothing the sentencing hearing it was in april and then we were notified by his attorney that the prosecution won't sign the plea that she offered because she wants him to plead guilty to the felony and then after i guess probation or whatnot it would then be a downward departure hmm. to a gross misdemeanor but the felony would be there hmm. so he would I mean have, that sounds like someone's trying to build up their resume you know that's what it sounds like to me first of all it's just really goofy that a deputy would know this obscure law and then detain someone and then bring those charges to the 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 county attorney and then for them to offer a plea and then like renege on that and then f- to plead on a felony charge it just that's what kind of crosses my head and we'd love to hear from you guys if you got some thoughts here because it's so bizarre this seems mm-hmm. like with crime just running out of control in minneapolis and st paul and twin cities and actually yeah. across the country and this is what they're spending time on right and by the way what does that matter to sherburne county nothing because they don't uh, that's not their jurisdiction but i can only imagine the drug related stuff going on in sherburne county right that is probably more important and a bigger right. danger to the to the uh, population. Right. Uh, Bridget's have, um, too yeah. polite to interrupt. No, but. I was going to just right now. Then my, um, we got a little spot. relay there. Here. We have a couple of rumble rants. Yeah. In, in, in the uh, in the interest of your son Walker, uh, we're doing a little baseball signals here. So he, <laughs> he signaled for Bridget. He it to me. I don't know who was trying to signal, but he did text me. But I had seen them. They came in a while ago. Um, Napkinator seventy nine gave us ten dollars. Actually, you for the Raptor Fund. He said, "For the Raptor Fund." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, by we the have... way, save some of your dollars because we're going to put a gifts and go to their legal fund here at the end, and then we'll oh, yeah, post nice. a link in the in the um, the description of the show. Actually, yeah, I'll send that to Dawson here. Okay, and then K Wall for Life is here and gave us twenty dollars and said, hey, "Happy fiftieth show, team." Is K Wall doing that for T Wall as well here? Oh, probably. I uh, love our people. Like s- some of them, we don't even know their names because <laughs> K Wall, T Wall. How would you know which one it is? <laughs> yeah. But they're always watching. It's a husband and wife. Oh, that's awesome. I always get mixed up, but they like to do the realm rants. Yeah. So uh, we've got the best audience on the planet. Love and then people. we have Debbie Z says, um, seems like a, he's got a good mom fighting for him. That's um, why we wanted to have you on the show. I was like very impressed after talking with you. I'm like, because we, we had this whole 50th show planned and uh, William was really insistent on bumping it. And I was like 50, 50. And uh, we got off the phone. It was about two minutes. We decided, yeah, this is what we got to talk about today. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I hope you guys enjoy that, too, because we thought this – we'll still talk about what we want to talk about, the rhino problem. And a little foreshadowing. This is why this thing became law, by the way, which is really interesting. T-Wall is just lurking, she says. T-Wall's lurking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Tucker's being quiet today? No, Tucker, no, he said, a well-regulated re- militia being necessary to, to security of a free state – the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Yeah, and think, he said some other comments. Yeah, think about the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia. A regular, at the term regulate, means to make regular, right? A militia made of who? We the people. And so in order to have a militia that could repel a tyrannical government, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed because you could not form a militia to repel a tyrannical government. So they can go around and say, oh, you don't have a serial number on your firearm. That is against the whole spirit of the Second Amendment, which, by the way, only follows one other amendment, which is religious freedom and freedom of the press and freedom of speech. Very important to the founding of this country. 
And it's just a clear violation of the Second Amendment here. Yeah. And by the way, what authority did state legislators and the governor ever get to enforce this? That was never a power given to him in the Minnesota Constitution. Certainly is against the federal Constitution. So I don't mean to go on a... I know you're a constitutional scholar as well, Sarah. So on top of your knowledge of guns. (laughs) I'll add it to my list of things to plunge into at 2 in the morning. You're going to. I bet you will. Because now all those times you're like, oh, Constitution so boring. Now you're like, oh, my God, these guys knew what they were talking about. Well, and like I I think I mentioned to you, I know I'm not a gun owner. I have been ambivalent. I'm not either, by the way. Tragic <laughs> lake incident many years ago. Those boat accidents but, are too, all, yeah. all too common. Oh, no. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I've just been ambivalent in feeling like it didn't apply to me. Or so, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, it's it's not an issue that I feel I need to spend a lot of energy on. I'm not a gun owner, and okay, somebody asked my opinion, I'll probably change the subject well our mutual friend says you might not be a gun owner but your son's red-blooded american Uh, yes they are exactly (laughs) driving the big trucks to school and the kind of people you'd want on your team yeah that's that's how he put it yeah 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 yeah. we have a comment from glenn cotton i think that's how you say his name he says your son i think this is the lawyer that chimed in last time actually said your son should consider an alfred plea and get a stay of injunction meaning he doesn't admit guilt and then he does probation and the charge is dismissed no Alf- Alfred plea. Okay, I Alfred plea. Alfred yeah. plea. Plea. God, I can't talk today. Plea. <laughs> Have you? You know? Is it okay? I, I'm not sure. About well, there that, we go. We got we got yeah. some homework to do right yeah. there. Appreciate yeah. that, Glenn. Um. All right. So this we get to April. By the way, how did this end up on our radar all of a sudden? What What brought this to everyone's attention? So, um. So in April we went to sentencing. There was no plea. So it was set for pretrial. So mm-hmm. we have pretrial um, in August and then an actual jury trial um, in September. So uh, my mom had recently been diagnosed with breast cancer during oh, I'm this. I'm sorry to hear that. She just finished up like her radiation. So she's Good. doing Survivor, awesome. Yeah. Huh? So between that and Walker just trying to finish up his last semester of school, um, trying to wrap up like uh, – I just I'm like okay we're gonna give it I'll give you a month we'll give you a month to just let it to to not think about this mm-hmm. and then we need to start everybody was like you got to start a fundraiser you got to get the word out and I honestly I was afraid to do it because it is such a strongly um, opinion like strong emotions around firearm right now because of you're saying that like national dialogue just, or what yeah, yeah yeah and and every just. I, I was afraid to like go public even with people outside my family. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, and then I just was kept getting pressured by friends and they're like, you've got to get this going. You've got to go public. And we literally did it, I think, this like this week. Oh, OK. Oh, well, that wow. makes sense. Yeah. Well, talk about a strong Patriot network. I mean, it it, it was on our radar two days ago. Yeah. So like it got out quick. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, and then thank God for you responding, you yeah. know, so we could cover this topic. Yeah. And then, of course, Liz Collin of Alpha News is uh, recording a documentary in our uh, studio, too. So she, you just met her, obviously, mm-hmm. so they got an interest in the story. So I think the story's going to get out pretty quick. Yeah. Because it just, well, <laughs> I'm just going to put it this way. A lot of us gun owners that didn't know about this law are like, what on earth is going on? We're, gonna, we're all going to be having those conversations with friends. Yeah. Right it it has been suggested to me 
that there may be a more um, a bigger reason other than Walker why the plea was changed and that this maybe isn't so much about Walker but given the fact that it's a very clean case this wasn't a firearm that was used in a crime that they then ascertained there wasn't a serial number mm-hmm. there is like this is a victimless crime if there is ever yes, other than correct. Walker and his mom um so the the implications I think that a conviction in this could have statewide I'm afraid of what that might do oh yeah a hundred percent I mean literally a lot of people are kind of nervous to hear about this yeah that's why I think it's so important to bring this out to everyone's attention and to think there are so many people in Minnesota that are like they might not even they might not even know they're like yeah I don't hunt but I've got my grandfather's rifle Mm -hmm. like like do you get the magnitude of the people that all of a sudden are potentially felons yeah have you ever heard the uh, saying show me the man i'll show you the crime no yeah it's uh it's true it's like there's so many crimes on the book great example right here that the average person i think they say is is committed two felonies or is committing two felonies some kind of saying and i mean we know this too like at, at our i mean we're being targeted right now by a government agency it's all political it's ridiculous uh fraudulent charge against us not charge but uh um, a complaint against us and they're investigating it's just like that's that's you know that's the scary thing about this world is that they can find anything on you right right well it's so crazy because he sounds like such a great guy mechanic he's in college uh he plays baseball does he like, uh no does record he, does he have birthday presents for you does he miss mother's day anything like that <laughs> no Great but, guy, right? Okay, but Great I'm guy. also Great like, guy. Well, I'm also really like low maintenance. I'm like, you just need to go on a walk with me. We have a puppy, and so I'm like, you have to come on a walk with me for Mother's Day. Like that's all I want. Just come on a walk with me. So, pretty that's, easy to get out of them. That's that's a good mother right there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, man. So yeah, and then of course uh, he becomes a foul, and then he can he can't own firearms. He can't. Well. I mean, I guess he will eventually get to vote, but he would lose a lot of constitutional rights. Right. Correct. Um, employment. Correct. Housing. Yeah. I don't actually want him to live at home forever. So I need him to be able to secure a mortgage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So ruins, his, I mean, it ruins is, his life for nothing. Like you said, huge. a victimless crime. And to, like there are actually crimes being committed with firearms and the felonies are being dropped as like part of the plea agreement. You can go into Target just down the road over here. You could walk out of the store with $500 of goods you didn't purchase and nothing will happen to you. Did you know that? That's happening here in Minnesota. We know the cases in like San Francisco and the West Coast. That happens in Minnesota. They won't charge you because nothing will happen. Cops have been like, well, if we book this person, the prosecutors are going to let them off. And here's a harmless thing. No no one's hurt in this situation, Mm-mm. and they're thro- trying to throw the book at it. Now, I, I just kind of wonder, like, it does seem like there might be something political that that we don't know about yet and why they're trying to make a case out of it. Maybe it's just that they want a, a grander um, – to expand to all firearm owners. Maybe there's a um, – motivation maybe the i don't know anything about the attorney 
uh, the Sherburne County attorney, you would think that person's conservative, but and I can't think of your na name. Roxanne Cow says the Sherburne County Sheriff and County Attorney need to go. So I don't know if they know more about him. Yeah, it's but. very unfortunate. And of course, a lot of people thought the Sherburne County uh, Sheriff was like this pro-Second Amendment mm -hmm. sheriff. By the way, think about that. Yeah, Sherburne County Sheriff being pro-Second Amendment, piloting this like uh, sanctuary county thing. And it's like you're prosecuting someone for a victimless gun crime. Yeah, wait a second. If Sherburne County is a Second Amendment sanctuary, none of they shouldn't be going after any of this, right? Well, I don't know if they are. Did they ever pass that? I thought they did. I have to go remember yeah, here. I, but it'd be sure. good to look into. But um, yeah, I mean that would essentially be undermining what the sheriff was saying about a sanctuary county because right. you're, you're actually literally prosecuting an unconstitutional law. I'll, I'll look mm -hmm. that up. Because, yeah, look it up uh, right now. I'm very curious. Well, Be, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, well, I mean, we know, obviously, because Walker and his father had conversations with the sheriff, we, like, prior to even, I, prior to charges even being, like, when it was just initially happening, where I, I believe he could have made a decision not to, you know, pursue it. Um, he had a, like, they had a personal conversation on the phone with the sheriff about this and he blew them off unbelievable and and he answers to him that's the thing that's interesting about the sheriff is the sheriff works for the people he's actually law enforcement gets voted in yeah kathleen heaney is the county attorney in sherburne county kathleen heaney i mean is she a lefty is this like her thing like how did she get elected in sherburne county you know maybe she didn't have a really tough election maybe there was no one really running against her but this is crazy mm-hmm and I just think of like, I don't know Sherburne County well enough to see what's going through, um, you know, the, the the people that are breaking the law up there. But I would imagine, you know, like a lot of rural Minnesota counties, they're dealing probably with a lot of drug issues. And that is far more important for them to yeah. put their resources towards. I, I would. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I mean, part of the county is a little more urban, you know, but like. Certainly Becker and Santiago or this. I mean, it I, I didn't want to call it urban because I, I don't want to it's make more, it sound bad because you get over here. It's a large, I it's a larger bad, community. I know. I almost felt bad asking you to come to to Ramsey County because, I mean, my God. See, I don't live here. I live over in Washington County. Okay. So I'm I'm not as rural as Sherburne, but Sorry. there's trees and fields where <laughs> I live. <laughs> this is just a concrete jungle here. Yeah. Other other comments and questions. And then we're going to get into politics. Uh, uh, I don't, you don't need to stay for that, but um, I want to at least get through all the people's questions for her. Um, really quick, um, well, can I read a comment before a question? Sure, so Roxanne Cow says they did pass it, Sherburne County. Sherburne County passed it. Did you confirm that, William? So I actually wasn't able to find it. I found a lot of articles saying that they introduced it, but I never, I couldn't find an article talking about the outcome. Yeah, of and it'd vote. be also interesting to read the resolution. We worked with Isandy County to pass it. So it's not like they're all the same, but... Essentially, the sheriff was making a statement that I won't enforce unconstitutional new gun laws by the feds. Then why are you doing the unconstitutional gun laws by the state? That's crazy. You could have, you could have stood up for the right of your citizen here. So mm -hmm. shame on them for doing that. Yeah. Um, That's, by the way, you know, we're generally supportive of law enforcement, right? Because most people in law enforcement are good people. But there are bad cookies out there and you know that's the problem with us who believe in liberty is you got to be careful in just this blanket statement of being for law enforcement and we're mm -hmm. seeing a weaponized fbi these days like 
you got to be careful. This can actually be used against us. We need to stand up as patriots to do the right thing and stand up for the Constitution. And that's the whole republic, is we're a constitutional republic. You don't just make up laws. That's like the Democrats and the rhinos always talk about, oh, our great democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. There's a big difference, and this is the difference. In a democracy, the mobs can say, throw him in jail. And that's bad because these people have rights. We have a constitutional republic where if it's not a power that was given to the federal government or the state government, they don't have that power. And we've further expanded this to say, this is a bill of rights. These are the rights that were given to you by your creator. No government can take those away. And one of those is, shall not be infringed when it comes to firearms. And that one is always infringed on. It's insane. We've gone a complete 180 from our founding of this country. If we get back to that direction, we're going to be so much better off. There's your constitution. I get so heated on this stuff. It bugs the crap out of me. It's why that and monetary policy is what got me back involved in politics like 10 years ago. Because I, I watch this stuff and I go, what's the demise of America? It's the fact that we think debt and money printing is a solution to economics and the fact that we don't even pay attention to the constitution like and we're gonna get into this why why this bill passed but it passed through an omnibus bill which means a bill that has multiple subjects and multiple things in it the minnesota constitution says that's illegal you can't do that and they do it anyhow but somehow they follow the constitution when it's like well you must adjourn on this day they follow that part of the constitution Mm. why did what what does it even matter why do you follow any of the constitution Why do you just follow little bits and pieces? And that's how they think. They think, well, we have the ultimate power and rights in this country. And that's why we're so much against the ruling elite because they don't care about our rights. They don't care about you. Is that You had no idea your day was going to turn this way. She's just looking at me. She's like, holy crap, what did I walk into? It's all good. That's why we're so on board with Walker here. I appreciate it. Deep, deep in our core. Because, you know, we really grew to prominence during the lockdowns. Like our governor just unilaterally decided, well, we don't need a legislature anymore. Who cares about constitutional rights? I'm just going to shut down the state. And if you leave your house, you could be in jail for 90 days. Who, who gave you that right? I didn't say that. I didn't agree with this. You can't do that. And they just think that they can do this stuff. And so, yeah, you got to stand with Walker. Hey, we should say stand with Walker. I like that. There you go. It's catchy. That's, that is catchy. While mm-hmm. we still have Sarah here, we should uh, put up the give, send, go. On Let's the do that. Here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you had a GoFundMe, but a gifts and go doesn't rape you of all the fees and then basically just decide to shut us down. Yeah, That's shut you down, which yeah. they did with Rittenhouse, like yeah. millions of dollars that was raised for Rittenhouse. And by the way, Kyle Rittenhouse, who was a minor at the time, shot and killed a uh, child predator who just got out of prison and somehow Kyle Rittenhouse was the bad person. Isn't that interesting? How the media spins things. Yeah. And somehow with no evidence, he was labeled a white supremacist. Even the president said that. Oh, politics. <laughs> that's why we have a show, Sarah. <laughs> that's why we have a show. Oh, man. Uh, do we have that uh, link, Dawson? Uh, Deep State William, Dawson's like, no, I want, to, I want to take all the guns. William decided <laughs> to... Uh, put it in signal instead of email so oh you got an email though oh you oh. said that you had a signal on your desktop nope i have two desktops oh here. bridget put it in the rumble comments too but here let me uh, oh we, we do have the rumble and then it's in all the comments i think okay and I on youtube that, yeah. and facebook as well we, we yeah. stream to three different platforms simultaneous cool. yeah wow. and then people can watch after the fact too most of our audience watches after the fact okay 
Somehow Tucker is always able to watch live. As we found out, Tucker <laughs> yeah, works, works nights, nights, right? So there you go. I, I just yeah. sent it over to Our you. Our loyal know. fan base. We love them too. <laughs> and by the way, just so you guys know, we won't be doing a Twitter, um, what are they called, Twitter spaces afterwards. I got uh, too much on my plate. I can't do it. But it's been fun doing that with the people that attend. And I think our audience will grow. I think a lot of people are just getting used to that. All right, so there's, uh, there is Walker. Is he a pitcher? Looks like that's He's a pitcher. A pitcher. There you go. Yep. The link is in the description or each comment section right now. Gotcha. So, and this is going to his legal defense fund. So Sarah doesn't have to keep writing checks out of his college fund, which yeah. really sucks that that has to oh, be the case. I had to deal with FAFSA as a result of this, trying to get student loans after all this because the money was gone. That alone was a nightmare. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like how you say it's a victimless crime, and yet you guys are the victims here, right? Kind of feels like that, yeah. Oh, 100%. That's, and yeah. Yeah, I want to really get to the bottom of the politics of it, why they're coming so hard at you guys. That's well, someone the asked, are they just trying to set a precedent? I mean, that I makes didn't. sense. That should, certainly makes sense. I could also see padding a resume, but um, I almost wonder if there's something I, else at play here. I hope it's the latter, and she's just ambitious. Maybe in a bad way. Yeah, usually ambitious is a good term, right? Um, and that there's not more because then that's just a headache. I don't even want to. That's I if there's more to it. We are. Un, it is my understanding that this potentially is the first time that a if this goes to trial um, and there is a conviction or an acquittal, this will be the first time that the statute has been applied to a privately made firearm so it does have the potential to set case law yeah i didn't think of that that's that's true i can't imagine that this has happened before and and if you and correct me if i'm wrong but i think if there is case law then you can potentially forego the messy debate that would ensue if you were to try to pass a law around privately made firearms well yeah you can it say, would it would give the democrats less reason to have to pass it yeah. and it gives republicans more reason to actually stand up and do the right thing right because this thing is a loophole that needs to be closed um i, I totally wanted forgot about this but i think you had mentioned on the phone the dnr had an auction of firearms yeah. that they confiscated tell yeah. us about this so um the minnesota dnr um does a public auction for seized firearms, and I'm assuming other items that are seized. And so 2022 was the most recent that we um, had seen when we were looking at evidence or making our argument. Mm -hmm. um, in their 2022 seized firearm auction, there were, I believe, a total of nine firearms that um, were listed as unserialized that the Minnesota DNR was auctioning off to the public. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Rules for thee, but not for me. You know, I also think about the serial numbers that were on the uh, gun running program that the Obama administration sent to cartels in Mexico. You know about that? I can't I remember the name. What was that operation called? Yeah. But literally, they gave firearms to cartels because they wanted to trace, you know, movements and stuff with the cartels. So we gave firearms that were Is used that in murder. Fast and Furious? Yeah. Fast and Furious. There okay. you go. Good memory. Unreal. Any other questions or comments before we move yeah. on to the politics of this um there were a couple so bad at harry said the state will probably try to offer pre-68 um pre-1968 owners the opportunity to surrender their weapons which i don't know if they would ever do that but yeah over my dead hands right yeah but unfortunately i lost them all in a boating accident so it doesn't yeah. matter for me <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I know you're not a gun g- gal, but uh, have you heard that one before? No. Oh, okay. You're about She's to incriminate so yourself, Jake. What's that? I know. You're about to incriminate yourself by explaining Hey, I didn't it. say anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> We're not incriminating anything going on here. Uh, it's unfortunate Dan. these boating accidents that keep happening. Dover Dan said it almost seems like they were backpedaling. Then they decided to change um, after signing the plea. Like they were initially backpedaling. But. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kay Wall says, what part of shall not be infringed is unclear. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I always wonder. It's like, is there any stronger language in the Constitution that shall not be infringed? I mean, even the First Amendment says Congress shall make no law, right? But shall not be infringed is just shall not be infringed. You can't take someone's right to keep bare arms. It's a pretty big deal because if you can, then it's pretty easy for the government just to overrun you. That's why we have a Second Amendment. Not for hunting, not for target practicing, but because governments become tyrannical. Um, so Bad Hat Harry again asks, the big question is, can a pre-68 legacy weapon be serialized? Can well, it? I mean, serial numbers really are manufacturers wanting to just trace firearms. Like in the collector's world, it's actually nice to know serial because then you can trace to like antiques that maybe have been used by famous people or where it was used in the in the uh, in war, for instance. So, I mean, it's not just firearms that have serial numbers. So, and and there's not a gun registry, you know, despite people thinking that there's not a unit like a big gun registry where it says, oh, this serial number is owned by this person. So, um, it's just in their case of the government here is. If it was ever used in a crime, which it's not likely ever going to be used in a crime unless someone stole it from your son because he's probably never going to – has that intent. But if it was ever used in a crime, then they have something that they can identify that weapon with. Right. That's the reason. That's the reason they're one to throw this guy in prison. Because in case this firearm, which it never will, was ever to be used in a crime, they have an identifier for that firearm. Otherwise, oh, how would we identify this firearm? It's ridiculous. Um, WZ44 says, praying for you and your son. And then Bad Out Harry says, I'm with you completely. Yeah, um, you'll get a lot of prayers from our people. Yeah. Prayers are good. Yeah. We'll take those. <laughs> Lots of people will watch this show too, yeah. by the way. So this will get out there. Yeah. A lot of people will know about this case. Freedom Junkie says they feed on our fear. We have to fight them somehow. Mm-hmm. And a republic if you can keep it, he adds. Yeah, the infamous words of, uh, of uh, Benjamin Franklin. A woman asked, what kind of government did you give us? A republic if you can keep it. It seems more and more every day we can't keep it because we are like a 180 from the way this country was yeah. founded. Not that they had everything right at the founding of this country, but the, the Constitution is pretty darn good, right? And good for reasons that these guys were brilliant. You know, they, they knew what would happen. And we just forget about that stuff. And then it really affects your life. And like you said, you weren't into politics. You weren't like, you weren't a gun person. Like you never, mm-hmm. you wanted to be quiet. You didn't want to like go public. I'm and all a sudden, sports mom. There you go. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Should be able to just not be part of the public dialogue. But, hey, by the way, next uh, six months of your life is probably be part of the public dialogue now, yeah. which is unfortunate, but you're going to have to. And you knew yeah. that coming in here. You're yeah. going to have to do that because the most important thing now is for Walker not to have to go to prison and not have his life uprooted. hundred percent. And the interesting dynamic in your case, not being able to see family because you guys happen to have uh, family and, and property in both Canada and America, right. which is a huge, that's right. a dynamic I never would have thought even would come into play until right. you brought that up. Yeah. By the way, was he originally from Quebec or is there really a French Canadian population in Ontario? There is not. And, but uh, his, I think his uh, grandparents 
were, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to forget the word, Métis. Yeah. So indigenous and French descendant. No kidding. Yeah. Gotcha. So. But I, we don't actually even pronounce it correctly. It, that's not how you pronounce it in French. It's just we're okay with saying forks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to correct you on that one. But no. <laughs> Any other comments or questions? Yeah, or? we have HateMN says, I just shared the Give, Send, Go link to thousands of people. Please give an update next week. Thank you very much for doing that. Appreciate that. And Thanks. then um, Dover Dan asks, were they were not charged. I don't know if he's referring to. I don't know either. Yeah. Oh, probably the DNR. They're not charged. Oh. Yeah, no one's charging the DNR for doing that, right? I mean, I would think not. No, of course not. No. Rules for thee, not for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dan says, yeah, he says the DNR could then be charged for selling firearms without a serial number, and then the person buying it could be charged also, correct? He's asking if that's correct. Uh, yeah, I think in that case, if you look at the law, uh, it would be that case. But, you know, in the, this wasn't a firearm that was intact. He built the firearm. So You're right. I, don't think, I don't think that could be right. in, in this particular case. But if I had... Uh, if if Joe Blow had his um, firearm that didn't have a serial number, he had possession of it even though he sold it. So, yeah. And then Noof2727 says we should get Minnesota gun rights on this. They're yeah. on it. They are. Yeah. Uh, Bridget, it reminds me of uh, our story that we were talking about like a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm mean, definitely I not just... going to bring that up on the show, but... <laughs> Interesting conversation. I thought, of, yeah. Well, Sarah, we really appreciate it. We're going to stay Thank on you. top of this. We'll keep cool. in contact with you. But the pretrials in August? Correct. Early August. Okay. Well, let's hope there's resolution to this way beforehand. Yeah. But I have a funny feeling there's going to be a lot more money going to that legal defense fund here. So sh he should be pretty good and yeah. lawyered up. And I know a lawyer that might be interested in hearing about this case and the constitutionality. And maybe yeah. this thing gets blown up to a higher level, too, eventually to challenge this unconstitutional right. law under Bruin it is like perfect to be overturned under the Bruin decision gotcha I mean that's why I'm even surprised that it's that they're willing to risk it too yeah um there's some some politics behind it we got to get to the bottom of it yeah well thank you for thank joining you so us. much so let's go back to the uh article action for liberty.com and uh, Dawson, if you could pull that up, I want to go into actually this state statute, 609-637. Um, so you can go to actionforliberty.com to read the story. It's our most newly published one. You got, yeah, there you go. Um, 609-667. Oh, did you update that, William? No, I didn't. Oh. Did, did, Maybe Dawson did it. Dawson, did you? Well, Dawson? Oh, yes. He Dawson could, could do it. it on it. Okay. He showed oh. us. So it's not actually updated. Well done. Look at that. We got live fact checking here. <laughs> okay. Jesse, why don't you come back out in the studio here? Make sure Sarah's all taken care of. So uh, click, Dawson, click on that, that hyperlink 609-667 there. Thanks and so once that. again, this is the statute that they're referencing um, for, for the prosecution. Number three, receives or possesses a firearm that is not identified by a serial number. Um, th this was added to chapter 636. Now, you got to ask the question, and most of us didn't even know this thing existed. When did this come about? Like, w w when? Because we follow legislature, but we've only really been doing this for, I don't know, six years at best, you know? And Less really at it. What's that? Less for me. 
Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but really, at it, you know, just in the last couple of years. But, you know, right. I used to do a lot what Jesse does. I'd have uh, the two screens. I watch the House and the Senate. So um, you got you can see right there in the history. And we were doing some other research on where this came from. But right there is a link to the history of this. And this is referencing the 1994 bill. Go ahead and click, yeah, click on that there for me, Dawson. So this bill, um, which passed in 1994. Now, there was a Democrat House and Democrat Senate that year. I think the... House uh, in that election in 94 went Republican. Uh, and I think that's when Steve Swigum took uh, took the helm at uh, a speaker. But the governor was Republican, Arnie Carlson. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, HF number 2351. Now, as we've talked about many different times, this is an unconstitutional omnibus bill. Minnesota Constitution, Article 4, Section 17 says that all bills must be single subject and that subject should be expressly written in the title. So when you look at a bill that says an act relating to crime and crime prevention, appropriating money for the attorney general, public defense, courts, corrections, criminal justice, penalties for a variety of violent crimes, requiring certain dangerous repeat offenders to serve mandatory minimum sentences, increasing regulation of penalty. I mean, you can tell they're covering a multitude of different subjects. And on top of that, if you just scroll down here a little bit, you're going to see what this bill really was was an appropriations bill because you're going to see money that's being allocated there. You see how it says in 1995, $230,000 being allocated to the attorney general. Okay. So this is an appropriation bill. And if you just, uh, Doss, if you do control find and look up, um, uh, let's just look up the, the word, uh, um, what should I look up? Cere just put serial in there because um, it's going to be, uh, let's use the second one. Section 22 of this bill um, is where you see the language. Whoever commits any of the following acts may be sentenced to imprisonment for not more than five years or the payment of a fine of not more than 10000 or both. And then, of course, number three is reiterates or possesses, receives or possesses a firearm that is not identified by a serial number. There you go. So that's what, and then underline, as we've told you guys, and I'm sure... It's always worth repeating, you know, how to read bills in Minnesota. Because we were just doing an article on Texas. You know, uh, was this the Texas or was this the Nevada? I think it was the Texas bill we were looking at where Texas puts in, like, blue additional language. So this is a Minnesota oh, thing. no, that's the, that's the Nevada. That's the Nevada? Yeah. Texas it has a different read. way. It was like Every, a dumb font, too. Yeah, everyone's got a different <laughs> way of doing it. But when yeah. you see it underlined in Minnesota, that means the new language that's being added into current state law when you see a strikeout, that means it's being removed. And if it's the same, it just means you're reading what current law says. So if you see Section 23 right below that, that's either struck out or um, underlined, meaning that's what the current law says. So they added that, and then scroll down to the bottom, very, very bottom. And this obviously passed the House and Senate. And uh, it was presented to the governor on May 6th of 1994 and signed by Republican... Uh, right there on the very bottom, the last line, signed by the Republican Governor Arne Carlson on May 10th, 1994. Now, Sarah's son, Walker, possibly going to prison because a Republican governor signed this anti-gun bill into law. Now, he Crazy. did do line item vetoes on some mo money expenditures, mm -hmm. I think like 10. So yeah, he looked up his vetoes. He could have vetoed the whole bill, right? And you and did they get back to you at the legislative library, Jesse? Very recently. So I got some new information here that uh, I put in a request with the Minnesota oh, legislative. Let's tell them why why we have had to 
reference the legislative right library yeah so uh if you go online uh you are not able to see anything from 1994 or uh previous so you have to reach out to the minnesota legislative reference library if you want to be able to find these bills if you want to be able to find the votes so that's exactly what i did so i uh, reached out to them told them i want to see house file 2351 and the votes that were associated with it what i found out was in the house it was a vote of 132 to 1 the, the one I, I'm not kidding wow. you and the one person to vote against hold it, on let me guess Phil Krinky <laughs> no this uh I'm not even sure how to say his name Roto Rodosovich uh so and he was a Democrat and then so it's a Democrat that votes again so right. did I was am I mistaken wasn't Phil Krinky a legislator in 94 I'd have to go into this and okay. uh, check it out but then if we look at the Senate 63 to 1 and uh, the one person to vote against it is someone that we still know about today. Pay to play Pappas, the Democrat as well. She was the only no vote on this bill in the Senate. Uh, and I went and took the time to see, well, let's see who else was, uh, you know, involved in this process. Former Governor Tim Pawlenty, when he was in the legislature, yep. he supported it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I was looking at, you know, who's still in the Senate that supported this thing. So, uh, well, in the House, Gene Pulowski, the fake moderate, the a uh, guy who pretends to be a blue dog Democrat, he supported this thing. Uh, and then Ann put me to rest. Uh, she, of course, <laughs> supported this thing. Over and John Senate. Marty also yeah. supported this bill. But what shocked me was I found two Republicans who are still a part of the legislature who supported this bill. So we can thank Greg Davids and we can thank uh, Warren Limmer. Both of them were in the legislature and supported this bill. They're still in the legislature to this day. They're the reason for uh, this prosecution completely unfair and, and, and yeah uh, and warren limmer um you know prides himself as being like a pro-gun guy right i think he gets the endorsement from like groups like gun owners caucus stuff he like certainly that. shouldn't i i think i i think i'm guessing um in 94 because i'm looking up the lea scorecard right now mm-hmm. so i don't think phil Crinky was in there not that i knew the dynamics i didn't even live in minnesota in how do you how do you spell that and K- was he in the house K-R-I-N-K-I-E or senate i n k i e would have been house Okay. I'm just thinking of some of the people that were kind of known as the conservatives back then. Tom Emmer came on long a little later on. And by the way, I'm referring to Tom Emmer, I think was considered a conservative back when he was in the Minnesota House. Okay, so don't... Yeah, Crinky was in there at the time, so let's see what the vote was here. Was he really? Let's see. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen it right now in LEA's scorecard. 53A. I'm not seeing a vote on it, so he may have been absent. Okay. I'm not seeing his name on here. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that it would have been uncharacteristic of him, from what I understand. But um, uh, yeah, and I'm just looking. Yeah, Tim Pawlenty certainly in the house at that time. Yep. Uh, Thomasoni obviously passed away, but was a right. Thomasoni was involved in it pretty as well. recently. And so the only ones you found certainly Republicans, because what we were going to talk about today is rhinos. The problem with rhinos. So this is right now the case. You got Warren Lemmer, who actually is the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee. Public Safety and Judiciary Committee in the Minnesota Senate was the ranking member when the idiotic Republican senators uh, still were in charge. Mm-hmm. They blew that one. They blew that one, and now they come after us as if like we're the problem. You know mm-hmm. these assholes in the Republican Senate. But yeah, look at that. This is see. I. <laughs> it's interesting. When we were going to the show, we were like, "Hey, maybe this kind of merges into." what we were going to talk about any of the problem with rhinos. And then we knew Arnie Carlson signed this into law. And we're like, well, there's clearly a rhino. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't know until you just told me that it was like all single, of them. Every single Republican, except for maybe this crinkle guy that you're saying maybe, uh, you know, maybe was absent. But beyond that, every single Republican had voted for this bill. And uh, the fact that we still have Greg Davids and uh, Warren Limmer still a part of the legislature. I know that Greg Davids, for example, he supported the Judy Seberger bill recently, which was the oil refinery bill, which fired non-union people. So unless mm. you're a part of a socialist union, Greg David says that you shouldn't have a job working for an oil refinery. These are the rhinos that we're dealing with. They're the, still around. And this is exactly why we are against the political class. This is exactly why they come and attack us. This is why we have these erroneous campaign finance board complaints against us by, you know, Mike, what's his name? Mike, uh, whatever is a uh, Campbell <laughs> yeah. and the Senate victory fund, Senate victory fund, the, really the Republican center. Senate. This is fund. why we are so hard on these guys because they pass these unconstitutional omnibus bills, and in this case, it's like, oh, okay, they passed it. What, what does that even matter? This, there's a kid, a young man, who's about to face prison time because of your asshole move. Mm -hmm. Because of what you did, you know, what is that, Tw almost almost 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Can I do math? Well, and yeah. nowadays we ago. now because of Tim Walls and because of the Democratic legislature, we have red flag laws. But this bill also was uh, the precursor for this. So uh, I found some sections of this bill. No guns for some. So someone found incompetent to stand trial will be prohibited from possessing a pistol or assault weapon. The same ban will apply to someone found not guilty due to mental illness. Uh, and then let's see. Uh, Anyone convicted of assaulting a family household member using a firearm in any way during the assault could be prohibited from possessing any type of firearm for life. This ban could range from three years uh, to life at the discretion of the sentencing judge. Violation of the provision will be a gross misdemeanor. Another one, the changes apply to crimes committed on or after August 1st, 1994. Uh, and previously, if a if the family member did not reoffend after three years after the assault, the gun would be returned. Uh, so that was removed. Uh, and th there's a few other things relating to guns as well. But, uh, you know, considering the fact that this type of gun control, you know, in a bill that from 1994 that you can't even find online, you have to go through all these hoops to try it's and microfilm, it. right? That's what they told right, you. Right, exactly. It's in microfilm. <laughs> so I thought, do I have to physically go down there? Right. To get we this were about thing? to send Jesse down there. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, but apparently they have it digitalized. So if it's digital, put it on your website. I'm not sure exactly what they what the problem is there and uh it took them a while to get this thing you know i i it seemed like a pretty simple request i called I, I them up it's funny he says a while i was actually pressed they got back to him before the show i and this <laughs> was breaking news to us right i know i was hoping breaking news from 1994 to, but yeah no i got it about you know 20 30 minutes ago so i've just been analyzing these votes ever since well we appreciate that jesse good job staying on top of that you know and it's Thank interesting you. greg davids and and warren limmer for you guys mm -hmm. voting for this stuff and put me to rest yeah uh, john marty yeah Yep, my same, current senator. Yeah, these same, I mean, these guys. And that's why we're against the political class. Look what they do. They pass these laws. They probably didn't even read it. That's the thing. Probably mm -hmm. didn't even read it. And then now someone's life is being uprooted because of that. Mm -hmm. That's just why I can't stand the yep, political plenty. class. He became governor after this. That's unbelievable. That's yeah, actually very believable. Yeah. Very believable. Of course, he had uh, Jesse Ventura in between the two. But mm -hmm. Arnie Carlson, Republican governor of Minnesota, signed this into law. Rhinos. The problem with rhinos is so. Um, I wanted to bring this up to you. This is um, very interesting. You know, there's this uh, little thing going around in like the political circles. The average person doesn't give a shit about this thing, but it's kind of funny. 
there's a meme that was posted on Scott County's website, Scott County's Facebook page on, um, what was that? Saturday? When was this, William? Over the weekend? A couple days ago. It was um, over the weekend, wasn't it? No, it was this week. So you're right? saying you, you were ahead Monday of them Tuesday. on posting it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that whoever's behind the Scott County account that we probably know uh, took it from us. Oh, you're the OG. Okay, fine. I think so. <laughs> All right. I didn't make the meme. I stole it myself. Yeah, well, I, I think I got thing. it from Twitter. Memes are open source. Right. Unless you rub door, then you think you, you own the memes. <laughs> There's some oh. other inside baseball. Yeah. All right. Uh, pull up this meme. This is very interesting. So this was uh, shared on Scott County GOP's website. Leaders who have their political opponents arrested. Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, Mao Zedong. They should change them into walls. Like our poster. Uh, well, fair enough. That's <laughs> yeah. true. But uh, in this case, uh, Joe Biden, you know, because it's very obvious the DOJ is going after his rival, his political rival, and Donald Trump. Okay. Now, kind of funny. You know, it's a stretch, obviously. That's why I was like, well, yeah, that's a stretch here. But harmless. Completely harmless. Completely harmless. All right. Oh, my God. The fallout's been rather hilarious to us because the Democrats – got triggered by this thing and all up in arms so what happens they reach out and they call upon the republican party minnesota to disavow this thing and what does the cronies at the republican party do they issue a statement and they go to scott county saying remove this thing and we disavow it and by the way it's not even it's mike lonegren it's not even david han he's too chicken shit to even make the statement himself Mm -hmm. so they're disavowing the party well what we find so hilarious is the grassroots you guys who don't think this thing's offensive yes it's a stretch but it's it's a meme it's a meme whatever um you guys have rose up and pushed back so kitson county gop rice county gop uh, i think there's another gop posted this thing in solidarity former representative eric mortensen state senator nathan wiesenberg posted this thing uh senator bill liskey <laughs> posted this thing so people are now pushing back at it saying you know shame on the republican party for just taking their talking points from the democrats yep. and just kowtowing to the left wing here which they're always doing like we just showed you in this bill they just kowtow the left they're so fearful of their shadow because that shadow might be considered racist <laughs> or against the jews I, I guess in this case just un it's not anti-semitic what, what, what's the real harm in this one it's just too, too extreme like what, what is the harm here it's a stupid meme but mm-hmm. anyhow whatever they're afraid of their damn shadow and they're always answering the left and so that's why they issue the statement so these guys are they're pushing back and it's kind of funny all for an issue that literally the average voter doesn't care about no one no one gives a shit about this thing but the people in the political circles are going at it. Anyhow, so somebody was really irate about it, sent this to me, and this is very fascinating. Uh, apparently, David Han was on, and we've we've talked at great lengths about corrupt David Han, the chair of the Minnesota GOP. I'm sorry if you don't know who he is. Why would you? You know, this guy is it's about the lamest dude on the planet. Very boring. The only reason he's the chair of the GOP is no one wanted to run a, run for the job. No one even cared to be. The chairman of the Republican Careful. Party. After I remember that there's someone in the comments that very, very much likes Phil Parrish. I, I remember every every time you mention him, they get an angry comment. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with it. Phil's <laughs> a kind of crazy guy. Okay, <laughs> that's the only person that ran against David Han. Yep. Party wouldn't been much better under Phil Parrish either. Okay, although I would say Phil Parrish is at least more conservative and more grassroots True. oriented than David Han. 
Because David Hand's just a puppet for whatever big money interests there are. They're they're running the party into the ground, by the way. And yeah. it's, obvious, it's so obvious. You can just see they lost everything in this last election. And then they still come after us. They still want to yeah. try to make an issue out of us. So anyhow, um, he's on the Jack Tomzak radio show or podcast. I don't know. Jack. I know Jack's with Patriot Radio nowadays, AM 1280. But anyhow, he's on this. Someone sent this to me at a timestamp, and this is fascinating. Apparently, David Hand thinks it's his job to talk to the DFL chair about the faction of his party. Let's go ahead and play this audio, and we put this up on Rumble and I think on YouTube. This is in David Hand talking on Jack Tomzak's show. And and I have, as part of my job, but uh, I've met with and had uh, coffee with uh, Chairman Ken Martin of the DFL, and we talk about things, and we've actually talked about trying to work together on a few things, which... We haven't really done a whole lot, but there are things that, that we share in common in terms of interests. And he he would be, I don't know if he would be openly this candid, but with me, he said, you know, he knows that we've got factions within the Republican Party, but there are also factions within the Democrat Party. We've got factions within the Republican Party, but there are also factions within the Democrat Party. How nice to know that David Han is having lunch or coffee or whatever with Ken Martin the mm-hmm. Democrat Party chair, who basically they call the shots because they tell them to disavow and their own party units, and they disavow. They take the orders from them. They're having conversations about the factions and the how party. they can work together. Yeah. I think that's the bigger piece. I'm not so sure about the factions, but I think that's the takeaway here. It's a uniparty. Yeah. It is a uniparty. And we know some of the things that they do to work together. Number one, very openly, both wanted to change the threshold of third parties getting ballot access, which they were successful on. Yeah, Democrats and Republicans came together on making sure that third parties had to get 8% on the on election to stay a major party. Mm-hmm. It was 5%, now it's 8%. Yeah, they don't want competition, right? Yep. We know they both agree on getting rid of groups like Action for Liberty, right? I mean, when they the reason I'm emphasizing the faction part on this is because we know the faction they're talking about. They're talking about us. They're yep. talking about the liberty movement, Action for Liberty kind of people. That's what They're talking about you. Conservative grassroots people, how do you? Th- what do you think about David Han talking to the enemy? You know, because let's not, let's not make any mistake about it. The Democrats—they're a lost cause. The radical leftists that run the Democrat Party—no hope for them. Okay, if you're a blue dog Democrat, you're a JFK Democrat. I'm sorry, that party is completely abandoning you right now. Good luck to RFK. You're going to get 15% at best, and that's because you got the worst president incumbent the democrat party had go on joe rogan jim, today jim so. carter yeah no i can't wait to hear that on mm-hmm. joe rogan although it's kind of hard to listen to rfk for a very long period of time his voice is very hard to listen to mm-hmm. which is going to really hurt him as a candidate unfortunately because he, he has things to offer yeah but um you know one thing i'm thinking about this mngop thing okay so you know and here's the thing where was david hand in the mngop statement as trump was getting indicted nothing silence where was the MNGOP as, you know, Trump was going to court? Nothing. Silence. And so what do they do? When do they speak up? To attack local, uh, you know, to attack local patriotic activists who are posting a meme in support of Donald Trump. So what is the party doing? They're attacking people who are supporting Trump. That's what's going on right here. Uh, you know, what the MNGOP should be doing is supporting Trump, supporting, uh, you know, that this is an injustice, that this is a kangaroo court, that this is a scam, that this is a witch hunt. Uh, but, you know, there's nowhere to be found because they're run by rhinos. They're against the people. They're against Trump. Uh, so, of course, it's a uniparty. David Hand and Ken Martin, they're on the same page when it comes to Donald Trump. 
Okay, so that's a very good point here. Let's um, let's go pull up the Twitter of um, the MNGOP. I'm going to post it the show notes here for you, Dustin, just to make it real simple. Um, and I'm going to post it on um, – why do I not have the window? Right, open? I know that I got an email from the MNGOP, I think, on the day of Trump's indictment, and it was just a little newsletter that said nothing about it. I mean, yeah. what what a scam. You know, these people are such, are such jokers, you know, to – you know, let's just avoid the most important story of the world right now uh, because the MNGOP wants to raise a couple of bucks. You know, right. I can't stand any of these people. Yeah, exactly. Imp- well, what are they, impartial because there's more than one can? Okay, yeah, but you, this guy's like leading by a lot. Mm-hmm. The guy sound like Trump now. I'm leading by a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 61% in the last poll that we saw. I see 69 to 20 or 19. That's one of the polls i You see I've a lot seeing. of things, Jesse. Well, that's what it is. You definitely see the things you want to see. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't let me forget to tell the story about Jesse here before we sign off. Scroll down. So this is uh, June 14th. Uh, Trump's arraigned on the 12th. Is that correct? I think it was the 12th. Tw- yeah, it was the 12th. All right. So they're praising, they were praising Ben, uh, Ben Finstead. No, stop right there. Um, Br- Brad Finstead here on June yep. 13th. Who refuses to endorse Trump. June 13th, the party now is, um, Going after its grassroots, it's going after Scott County. It says, please see our statement on Scott County GOP's recent Facebook post. They're only doing this because the left-wing media and Democrats asked them for a statement. So they're just basically responding to the to our enemy. And they say, quote, there's no question the post was uncalled for. Such rhetoric has no place in our political discourse. We have, the, we have asked Scott County Party to, Unit to remove the post in question, signed by Executive Director Mike Lonegren. And like I said... Um, boring old uh, David Han can't be bothered to make a comment. Now go back there, um, scroll down. There's nothing on the 13th. There's just just random posts here. Um, keep going. And then you go to the 12th. It's Women's Veterans Day. I didn't know there was such a thing. Um, on the 12th, uh, just talking something about walls. And then, yeah, you see how there's nothing on here? Is there two unrepentant anti-semites in one picture i'm just yeah so i don't see anything on the indictment of course not or on yeah i just want to make sure i do this accurately here because i yeah nothing on it so the gop couldn't be bothered to make a statement on that Mm -hmm. isn't that interesting isn't that telling and you know that's the thing even opponents to trump know this is a scam you know, even DeSantis, even all of these people who are challenging him are saying that this is wrong, that he shouldn't be, you know, charged for this. So if if his opponents can say that, couldn't the Republican Party say that as well? It would only be the right thing to do, especially because Trump is going to be our nominee and we're going to have to see David Hand get in line. All right. So I got to tell a story about Jesse here. This is kind of funny. So uh, a legislator reaches out to me two days ago and goes, Hey, what is this all about? You know, and uh, I see it, and it's Mega Jesse emailing him, say, "I want to see if you are going to do the right thing and support Donald Trump. Will you endorse him today?" Mm-hmm. And I thought you just sent it to him or her, depending on they want to give away the identity or gender expression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I go to Jesse, and he goes, "Yeah, I just sent that to every single Republican legislator." <laughs> yep. <laughs> someone's got to you know that's the thing so, if, if i'm willing you, you know i'm willing to put in the time get all of their emails together and send them an email twice twice, twice. because what jesse first does he took the easy route yep. he uh he sent it to their official government account 
their house or Senate account. Mm -hmm. And one of the legislators got back to Pat Garofalo. Yeah, I got a few of them. Oh, you got a few of them? Yeah, it was Garofalo and Marion O'Neill. She had a little bit of an attitude about it. They had an attitude. They want to inform you they can't can't use politics on Uh that, right? Yep. So then Jesse researches their campaign accounts, (laughs) and he has emailed them now on their personal accounts. That's right. Have you got an endorsement for Trump? I saw that you shared uh, Elliot Ingen has endorsed a DeSantis, DeSantis, so he's already in the camp of one. And at least he'll admit it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, because the rest of them, they're still saying silent. You know, they haven't said a word to me. Uh, it shows, you know, William, they're on the same page as you. <laughs> you know, you're on board with all these rhino legislators because they're all anti-Trump. You know, unless if they were really for Trump, they would speak up. They would say something right now. They would endorse him. But if they're not, that means they're for DeSantis. That means they're for Tim Scott. That means they're for Nikki Haley. But it means they're whoa, not for whoa, Trump. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't lump Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, and DeSantis into the same. Well, <laughs> they, they haven't said anything. I sat there and hurled, you hurled mud at me, and I took it. That's where I draw the line. Okay. Come on. They're not... DeSantis is not a rhino, and I think it's very unfair to characterize him as such. Well, I wonder why all of these rhinos are supporting him. <laughs> Trump's really got a curious. lot of rhinos supporting him. Do we really need to rehash? Well, this apparently he's got show? no rhinos or Republicans. Not in, supporting not in him Minnesota. Right now in Minnesota. That's the thing. You know, I, I just think it's crazy. You know, if I have to go out of my way to email all of them and. You know, uh, when I send it and to literally them again, out of his way, this I have nothing to do with this. I was <laughs> right. just like shocked that this is what Jesse does in his free time. Uh, someone had to do it, and uh, so yeah, just to let people doesn't know, that de facto make you like the Trump campaign guy in Minnesota? Like, you know, I'm doing I'm doing the Lord's work on this one. So <laughs> yeah, I basically I told them you know I was informed by official representative emails that that's not the correct medium for my previous email so for consistency purposes my questions remain the same but now i have cc'd every gop representative's campaign email instead so now you should have no reason not uh, that you cannot respond to my very important question you can still be the first one to endorse and that's the thing i'm i'm providing these people with an opportunity of a lifetime I'm telling them, you Order can be. now, and you can get your <laughs> exclusive Trump memorabilia. Well, that's the thing, you know. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, though. I the mean, to, they have the opportunity of a lifetime <laughs> to support President Donald Trump, who is going to be our nominee, who is going to be the next president. And, uh, it, you know. What are you going to do if Warren Lemmer responds and goes, yes, I will do it? I'll take it. Or I'll Ron take Cresha. it. No, but yeah, I'm just that, saying, that'd be funny. But I'm just saying because I, I would really hope that these liberty just, people would step yeah, up right now. You just called out Warren Limmer about voting for this thing that's literally gonna hurt this kid's life. Mm-hmm. Like, is this forgive and forget? No, I mean an endorsement's an endorsement. I'm just looking to see <laughs> who who's got some balls. You know, that's what I'm looking for. I'm thinking, does anybody have any balls in this legislature? I'm not seeing any because, uh, you know, I'm giving them an opportunity to endorse Donald Trump uh, in the most pivotal moment of the election right now because you know the poll numbers as i've told you guys the poll numbers keep going up uh you know all of these indictments just prove that to the american people that this is all a witch hunt uh when the deep state is so anti-trump it makes us pro-trump and i'm just shocked that there is nobody not a single representative not a single senator in all of minnesota who has the gumption to endorse donald trump now is the time we should all be pressuring them to do the same thing and uh get behind trump now is the time there you go. You know, right they, I don't want, and really the opportunity is I don't want these people to have egg on their face. I don't want these people to be embarrassed <laughs> after the primary. I'm giving them the opportunity. Hey, let's get the, let's do the right thing so you right now. you want to save the politicians from being embarrassed? Hey, I'm really? helping them out. I'm giving them a golden opportunity. Mm, I don't know. They can choose to dismiss it or they can choose to uh, respond. I mean, does Trump, 
Can you know? If think Trump's about such it. a great candidate. Does he need their endorsements? I just want to see: is there anybody who will? You know, it's not that he needs their endorsements. It's just I'm curious who will. If you were a senator representative, would you reply to my email? Probably. I'm not in the job, but probably. Okay, and what would you say? You'd say I'm supporting DeSantis. Uh, probably, or I'll DeSantis or the Republican nominee. Okay, well, at least you'll do that because nobody else will. You know, it's only yeah. Elliot Engen. He's the only person who's given me a clear answer. The rest of them have either beat around the bush or they won't answer well, at all. Well, what if they're like me and they, you just don't know yet? Yeah. Well, they could tell me that. Oh, okay. They could email me back. There you go. But nobody said anything like Guys, that. Garofalo, just, I, know I know Garofalo he, hates Trump anyway. I'm yeah, not expecting yeah. an endorsement Listen, from him. I know you guys don't like me. A lot of you guys hate my guts up there at the Capitol. And that's fine. F- feelings mutual. But just do me a favor. I don't want to have to hear this from Mega Jesse every hour of the day. <laughs> just respond to the guy. Please just re- give just me respond? an email. It's just one an email. email. Just one email. Can't you do that? One email. One email. That's, that's all you got to do. You can call him too. One email. That's all I'm mm-hmm. asking. Freedom Junkie email. chimed in and said they only use Trump to get elected. And yeah, that so that's true. true. Yeah, yeah. Right. Used all the time. I know they, they pretend to be MAGA yeah. after the fact. They well, pretend you know, to be America first, but they're not. You know, uh, the former uh, minority leader, former speaker, disgraced Kurt Doubt, big rhino, mm-hmm. uh, lobbyist legislator. Yeah, he supports he, Santos. He's the one that uh, said that that Trump should drop out of the race in October 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after the comment, the uh, pussy grabbing comment came out. Yeah, he called for him to drop out of the race. And that was the mm-hmm. uh, and at the time he was a speaker of the house in yep. Minnesota. You know, it makes me think. I wonder if these legislators are told, "Don't get behind anybody. Let's let the Republicans hash it out themselves." You know, and if they are going to get behind someone, it's basically anyone but Trump, and you do it secretly so that your uh, supporters don't find out because. You know, if we found out how anti-Trump a lot of these legislators were, it would change. It, it would change a lot in people's minds. Sure. You know, that's very true. Well, you got really red during that segment, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm heated up now. I mean, it's oh, crazy. That's you know, obvious. just reply to my email. That's all I want. <laughs> just, just would you would you reply to his email? Yep. Please, just do that. Do that for all of us. All right, let's read comments and we got to sign off. Okay, Bad Hat says, "Who keeps contributing to the and then GOP?" Um, and then Kwalfa uh, less says, and less more people to be on, yeah. quite frankly with you you know like we have more small time donors than them so yeah they and they get 50 and if you give to the GOP you get $50 back mm-hmm. it's a state program it's called the PCR political contribution refund mm-hmm. you give to action for liberty you don't get your $50 back yeah isn't that funny they write these laws and they get these nice little cushy returns refunds for your donations and they still can't raise as much money so when you look at and this is the same thing, and we went in the books of the Minnesota Senate Victory Fund, the crony rhino Republican senators who are launching these erroneous attacks on us with CFB, look at who's funding them. It's lobbyists, PACs, and, and very wealthy individuals in Minnesota, basically special interests. Their small donations are very tiny, and that's mostly raised through mailing programs. Mm-hmm. They raise their money from large donors, PACs, and lobbyists. So you wonder why they are the way they are. Follow the money. That's what they always say. Follow the money. They're mm-hmm. not for you guys, right? Yeah. That's why Action for Liberty is on your board because we get funded by the everyday Minnesotan, the grassroots. Mm-hmm. That's where our money comes from. We know these large special interests and PACs and lobbyists helping us out. They hate our guts. Yeah, or the corrupt RNC that funds them. There too, you go. You Even know. better case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, a lot of how the Republican Party gets funded is, uh, what do they call it? party transfers or whatever i can't think of the, yeah. ter- the term but yeah they get money from the rnc mm-hmm. um k wall says they quit giving after he didn't fight back um 
And he said Minnesota GOP is awful, unfortunately, and they actively worked against Mort. But not only Mort, like a lot of candidates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. lots of candidates. Yeah. Like this latest uh, complaint against us uh, was, you know, mm-hmm. alleging an illegal corporate contribution to Tom DePel. Do you remember what they did to Tom DePel? And we talked about how the Senate Victory Fund, which is really a subsidiary of the Republican Party, um, but the Republican Party literally cut off his data. Like, you know, they cut off the data of what, five, six, seven, like conservative candidates, endorsed candidates. candidates. They cut off their data access right before the primary. They did this to Munson the weekend before the primary. And Munson like made it publicly known. These guys, they're just such cronies. These are the people running the party. Yeah, WZ says GOP has broken uniparty. Um, And then HMN says the Minnesota GOP lost its way years ago. There are some new people on both the executive committee and the central committee. We are asking questions and demanding transparency, and the old guard is freaking out. Yep. Yeah, they are actually really scared of you and me. They are very scared of us because we've risen up. Mm -hmm. COVID changed the dynamic. Trump's changed the dynamic. You know, I might have mixed feelings on Trump. I go up and down on him as most normal people would because Trump is a wild man. But I'll tell you what, the people that Trump uh, activated and brought into politics are some of the best people out there. And don't ever, if you're a Trump person, do not leave the process. Because despite Trump's flaws, and sometimes we need flawed leaders, despite all that, we he has tapped into something very real. The game is rigged against you. It's, it's amazing that a person that's been hobnobbing with politicians his whole life is a multi-billionaire is the one guy that's actually saying the right thing i shouldn't say the one guy technically ron paul was saying all the right things you know over a decade ago but in modern day donald trump is the one that's telling the truth on that he might be one of the most honest politicians you know and i'm not saying this guy's always honest but in this case he is the game is rigged against you that's why he won in 2016 Mm -hmm. it's probably why he won in 2020 as well and that's mm-hmm. probably why he's going to win again in 2024. So, yeah, if you're a, if you're a Trump person and he got you involved in politics, stay involved. We need you because it's very important. We've got big battles. And, and one of the ways you can be involved, this is something that Tucker and I are actually working on on True Social. <laughs> you can join our new group, Minnesota Patriots for Trump. So you can, you know, if you're on True Social, look up Minnesota Patriots for Trump. Uh, it's me and Tucker in the group right now. This is going to be the headquarters for the Minnesota Trump Army 2024. Get on the Trump train. It's on True Social. <laughs> Minnesota Patriots for Trump. Should you put want that to do in the DeSan- comments, Jesse. Do you want a DeSantis plug there, uh, William? <laughs> Nikki <good>. Haley, maybe? <laughs> I don't need to compete with that. Okay. Okay, well, the Nikki Haley jab was unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> if you want war with Iran, join our <laughs> Nikki Haley club or whatever you call <laughs> yeah. the thing. You know what? Maybe I'll make a DeSantis group on Twitter because that's where... You know, Do they have groups actually, on Twitter? Yeah, they have group chats. Oh, group chats, but not groups. <laughs> You're giving me that William look. <laughs> what? That one was on What's camera. The difference. Well, you know, like on Facebook, the difference between a group and a group chat. There's groups. Yeah. There, there's Who cares? not. Well, I'm saying we have a group on He's Truth just Social. He's talking about Truth Social is superior to your to Twitter. Elon Musk Twitter. <laughs> well, where do we have more followers is the Action for Liberty account, Jake. <laughs> oh, we're not doing any of this on Action for Liberty. We're staying way away from this. No, thing. no, but I'm, <laughs> I'm asking you, like, Action for oh, Liberty Oh, yeah, account. true. We can't grow on Truth Social. I don't understand that platform. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It seems yeah. like it's basically the way to hear from Donald Trump. Right. That That's the thing. Like, I'm wondering, maybe it's not the best place for pages to grow, but a group. If you're on True Social, Minnesota Patriots for Trump. 
There you go. Watch this thing explode. Jesse's probably will. <laughs> Jesse's gonna have like tons of following. Um, we have Tucker saying because someone um, odd one mentioned that none of the Trump's opponents are saying they would pardon him if elected, except Ramaswamy. And great point. Uh, Tucker Johnson. is for Perry Trump Johnson. Did? Yeah, okay. he was oh, first. Really? Yeah, he was first to do it. All right. Oh, you said that last time actually. Yeah. Um, but Tucker and a couple other people on the last live said Trump Vivek 2024. Hmm. I don't mind Vivek. So far, so good. So I, I haven't been disappointed with him yet, and he's a really smart guy. So Maybe that's what Vivek was doing all along. Maybe. <laughs> Think um, Vivek plays 4D chess? <laughs> clearly. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some sort of long game. He, mm -hmm. There has to be. Like, there's no way that he thinks he's going to win. He's a smart guy. Yeah, I don't know. Anyone other than DeSantis thinks they're going to win this one. Right. I've never seen such a lopsided thing mm -hmm. for a non-incumbent before. La one last comment here, and then um, we got to sign off. One last by Deborah Dan. I like this one. He says, people think they're going to get the perfect candidate. It will never happen. Great point. True. Great, yeah, great point. It is yeah. a great point. Very true. I, I like to be, like, as pure as possible. You know, obviously, Ron Paul had faults. We're all human. We have faults. But, uh, you know, he was very intellectually pure from our standpoint. Um, but you know, once again, couldn't find a suit that fit him and just <laughs> was, you know, at a point where he was just so old that he didn't come across. Is that appealing to the masses? Although certainly to us that liked him. So mm -hmm. yeah, you're just never going to find the perfect candidate. So that's a great point. That's a good way to end this thing. Rhinos are the problem though. That yep. is for sure. We got a real big rhino problem. Um, we'll keep you updated on this story here, uh, with Sarah and her son, walkie. That was pretty funny when she said that. Walker, as he's known. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back on Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Take care.